Fast Countdown tonight. Mike Draco sliding in here. Cincinnati represented. What's up, everybody? It's Chris from Psychosource Magazine. We are firing up the engines and getting ready for another episode of Shop Talk. Going to be a great one tonight. We got some tech. We got a killer feature bike. And the story about how yours truly got to sit on a million-dollar motorcycle today made one of my dreams come true. Two minutes, and we're going live with this one. Greg White in the house. What's up, buddy? Shop Talk going live in two minutes. Get ready. Grab a drink. Kick back and relax. We're going live. My studio mic was out of hand there for a minute. I'm like, why is everything so loud? John DeVries, what's up, Galveston, Texas? Man, we were just down there. What a good time. What a a fantastic town. Absolutely love Galveston. I'm missing it already. The original Mexican joint is my spot down there. David Crum from New Jersey in the house. Good to see you here, man. Hey, everybody, great to have all of you with us. And seriously, we want you to be involved in the show. So wherever you're watching from, from Facebook, from YouTube, all of our partners and Shop Talk Land, all you have to do is throw your comments, questions, or concerns up wherever you're watching, and we'll get them in the comment box and try to get to them throughout the show. One minute and we're going live with this one. Rob Doer from Pauly's Island here. Wanda Brashear, hello from Arizona. Ashley Woodford in the house. Just had the pleasure of reading an article about Bonneville with you guys. Fantastic. One man, let us rock on. <laughs> Good to see you here, one man. Michael Mad Dog Lothorpe had a great rally at the Lone Star. We did too, man. Thanks so much to the Lone Star people for making that happen. I know this was their first event back after the long COVID break and Man, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. Look, man, we're under the 22nd mark. It's time to get this one out of the station and up onto the tracks. Let's go live with this week's installment of Shop Talk. Here we go. Scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land. It is 9 p.m. exactly on the East Coast. That's not currently where we're at, but it's 9 p.m. there anyway. And that means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. I'm your host, Chris Callen with CycleSource Magazine, coming to you live from the CycleSource mobile studio, sitting in Lago Vista, Texas. Just watched the sun come down over Lake Travis. Beautiful, beautiful 70-degree day today. I got to do motorcycle stuff all day long. It was a blast, and I don't care who at home is hating on me for that because it was awesome. We got a break today. (laughs) Coming to you live from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Dennis Kirk, if you need it quick, you better get it from Dennis Kirk. And I'm joined tonight with with my crew. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing this week? Hey. I'm actually What's trying up? to like not fall over in my seat in the mobile studio today. Mobile studio is a little crooked tonight. A little crooked. Mark. A little crooked. It's going to be a good core. Well, didn't you have that problem? Didn't you have that problem last time? Wasn't Heather sliding across the yeah. floor? Yeah. Little full. Little full. A lot of sap. <laughs> oh man! So, Mark, I got to sit on a million dollar motorcycle today. I know. Did you wear dirty pants at least? I didn't. I, I listen. I was so careful on it. I couldn't. I. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. I was nervous. I've never been. I've never been so nervous on a motorcycle. And that includes some of the crazy shit that we bolted together. The best part oh, when yeah. he was oh like, yeah. "You're gonna take it for a ride," and you're like, uh, "No, no, Mm-mm. no, no. hard pass, mm. oh, double R, no, Mm-mm. yeah, double R." <laughs> see, I see, I snuck that one in there. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's a cool looking bike, though, boy. That thing is nice. I guess a million dollars, it better be right. 
we had yeah. the the pleasure of hanging out with um with steve klein today and uh anyone that's familiar with steve or his collection of incredible motorcycles we just went bike after bike after bike and you know man the stories i think are the best thing because you know it's one thing to walk through a museum and even if you read some cool shit on the wall it's another thing to have somebody that's equally as enthralled with the passion of motorcycling the history and tells you some of the personal stuff about you know like i, I learned stuff about merkel today i learned stuff about reading standard that makes me super proud like of of this pennsylvania company you know and i learned stuff about their motorcycles and it was just a really, really good day. I want to give a big thanks to, to Steve Klein for having us today. It was awesome. Yeah, that must have been pretty cool. And I and I hear that uh, you were did all this in his living room. Yeah. <laughs> he has an amazing living room. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. If it didn't have a stick of furniture in it, it would be amazing because it's motorcycles from one end to the other. And <laughs> they're all like stupid rare bikes, right? That's all right, cool. man. Well, listen, um, we're going to get the show started because we got some we got some great stuff to get through tonight. Uh, like I said, this is Shop Talk. We go live with this every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern through the courtesy of Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. If this is your first time tuning in, really appreciate you being here. This is a program that we do for the two-wheeled world, specifically the V-Twin custom industry in the United States. And uh, we bring you some information, some entertainment. We start the whole thing off every week with a little segment we call the news. First up in the news tonight, totally amazing. Vietnam War veteran, cancer survivor, reunited with motorcycle after three years. On Friday nights, the Lawrenceburg Motorcycle Speedway comes alive. The smell of exhaust fills the air. Bleachers vibrate from the deafening roar of motors revving as motorcyclists of all ages line up to compete in a high-adrenaline, high-risk race around smooth dirt track. These are the nights that James Prosipo lives for. The 74-year-old Vietnam War veteran started racing motorcycles in his 20s but had to give it up after family and life got in the way. Prosipo says when he was diagnosed with colon cancer in 2011 needed surgery to remove his intestines he returned to the racetrack about four years ago after receiving his final chemotherapy treatment right on man so starting the news off tonight with a feel-good story Procipo worked for two years fixing up a red and white and blue 1980 honda xr 500 to get it in racing form was only able to race the bike once before it was stolen along with his pickup truck from his apartment in mount healthy the truck was recovered not long after it was stolen, but the bike was gone. Every spare dime went into that bike, he said. Heather, please tell me that this pulls out good. It does. <laughs> Keep reading. I promise. It was through his part-time mechanic work that Persipo met Ben Grow, who's since become a good friend and racing partner. In the past three years since Persipo's bike was stolen, Grow had been working working to track down the missing bike on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. It popped up here and there for the past three years, Gross said. I've seen it come and go. I've been close to getting it, and it slipped through the cracks. Gross' brother spotted the bike at a local body shop along with Rick Bruin, another close friend of Persipo's and fellow racer, were able to set up an undercover buy with the Cincinnati police and retrieve the bike. It was returned to Persipo early last month all right how awesome is that there you go you had me there for a minute i was I like know. What? this was supposed to be this was titled feel good story i know you See, just had to get through the bs <laughs> uh congratulations to him and a big kudos to his friend for sticking with it man and getting that cat's bike back buffalo chip in the every, news everybody loves a happy ending just to let you know it depends it depends you know with prices on everything the way they are today you can't I, you know kind of sometimes you get a mediocre ending i'm just saying <laughs> yeah but that's a different program back to the news sturgis buffalo chip raises record amount for charity through 2021 events uh sturgis buffalo chip has raised a record amount of money as a result of the generosity and donations of motorcyclists around the country sturgis buffalo chip charity events raised a whopping amount of over four hundred and seventy-seven thousand. For all charities benefiting children, veterans, and local community. And they did it all during the 81st Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. <clears throat> you know, Sturgis, um, Sturgis in general is a very charitable event, but the Buffalo Chip in specific is no, you know, new kid in town when it comes to raising money. And this is, 
another banner year and a long, long list of, of the, the charitable donations that they make. And our hats go off to, to Woody and everybody at the chip. Absolutely. And I have to say, in general, and I try not to stereotype and lump people together, but motorcyclists are some of, are some of the most generous groups and people out there. Uh, there's not many I don't know that wouldn't give you the shirt off their back. And isn't it funny that you hear all the shitty stuff that goes on out there, but you rarely hear about all the money that all these people and organizations raise during just that fight. No. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Never mind. It was totally a smart-ass <laughs> thing I was going to say, and I was just like, I'm just yeah, going to let it go. She was going to, listen. Go I'm going to let it go. She was, going, she was going there again, Mark, where she talks about how they're not, they're not disciples or 12 losers no. that hang out with you. I was going to go back to my <laughs> shirt off their back thing. Usually the ones that will give, their, give you the shirt off their back are the ones you want to keep the damn shirt on. Just saying. Well, we feel the same way about the girls that show up with very little. Amen. So give and take. Back to the news. Give and take. Fonzie's Custom <laughs> Triumph. Now, we reported on this the other day <clears throat> on Torque, and if you guys were watching that, I apologize for doing it twice, but we have to talk about this. So Fonzie's Custom Triumph motorcycle from Happy Days to be auctioned off. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, Fonzie, Triumph, Fonzie. But the deal is, Fonzie's real motorcycle was a knucklehead. They so, told him you couldn't ride it, though, right? They decided in a, a PR uh, calculation that it was more palatable for Fonzie to be on this Triumph than it was on this knucklehead. Wah, wah. Dummies. <laughs> Is it friendlier? It, it, I, apparently, apparently it's more PC to be on a Triumph than it is a knucklehead, which I don't know. I don't get They changed his jacket, too, which how can a jacket be offensive? Poppy said he couldn't ride it. Yeah, I know. Steve Burrell's with the dirt. All right. Hey, uh, another piece in the news. WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca, celebrating 65 years, dude, in 2022. How about that? When the green flag waved on November 9, 1957, for the 8th annual Pebble Beach Road Race, those in attendance had no idea that the freshly paved racetrack quickly carved into the hills of the U.S. Army's Fort Ord would evolve into WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca and become a world-renowned road course with legendary status. 64 years later, the race circuit remains the heartbeat of Monterey County's Laguna Seca Recreation Area. Big deal. We're getting old, dude. That's what that comes down to. Yes, sir. Right. Quickly. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Well, listen, we got a ton of stuff to get through, and... Um, I think to back up my little story leading off tonight with getting to sit on a million dollar motorcycle, we're actually going to take you guys into the shop of Mr. Steve Klein and we're going to take a look at that motorcycle with a little out of focus feature. Stick around on the other side, we're going to get into some more of this. Good evening, Shop Talk viewers. My name is Steve Klein. I am owner of Sierra Madre Motorcycle Company.com. Tonight's episode, we want to talk to you about the last Crocker ever built. Uh, Albert Crocker had a remarkable uh, career in the motorcycle industry that started in the early 1900s, 1909 to 1911. He raced Thor motorcycles on dirt tracks and on board tracks. Crocker went to college, became an engineer. Uh, he had a short stint. Uh, he owned a couple of Indian motorcycle dealerships, one in Dodge City, Kansas, and then he moved his young bride back to California and opened up a dealership in, in uh, Los Angeles area. Indian had a close relationship with, with Al Crocker from the early teens when Hendy Manufacturing uh, or Hedstrom Manufacturing, the Hendy Indian motorcycle brand originated and they tried to get L. Crocker to race for him but he had his own interests that he wanted to follow in life. He became an engineer, uh, he had a couple of Indian dealerships to provide an income for his family uh, but in the, in the 1930s he developed his own motorcycle, it was a speedway racer uh, he eventually uh, engineered and built his own uh, speedway motor and over a period of a short couple of years owned every racetrack in speedway racing in the United States. In 1936, Al Crocker introduced this motorcycle. The first version had a small gas tank, hence you'll 
you hear people talk small tank crocker or big tank. Um, everything crocker did uh, had to be to extremely high standards of strength and durability and that came from his racing and his engineering background. He developed this single down tube frame. The diameter of this tube is quite large. If you look at the, the height and the strength of the neck here, uh, compare that to say a Harley knucklehead of the same period or an Indian, significantly stronger. Uh, he developed his own girder front end. And the motor is his own design. Uh, the first 25 crockers built had hemispherical heads. Uh, these are the later head design. Uh, there are very few hemi heads left in the world today. The bolt pattern on them and the fact that these cast iron jugs were such thick walled, they generated a lot of heat. And when people ran the motorcycles and raced them hard, they cracked the hemi heads between the bolts. Uh, they came from the factory, 61 cubic inches, um, and they were they ran like 110 mile an hour, which was a full 10 mile an hour faster than than Harley, and certainly faster than the old flathead side valve Indians of the same period. Um, the Crocker motorcycle today is really one of the rarest, most expensive machines in the world. Um, it's been called the Duesenberg of American motorcycles. Crockers were built from 1936 to 1942 only. There are 70, either 70 or 71 Crockers have ever been built from 36 to 42. Uh, today, there are 47 in the Crocker registry that remain, which is why they're so valuable today. Uh, production numbers were very small, and uh, surviving numbers are even smaller. Of the 47 that remain, uh, 41 are documented as running, riding motorcycles. This is one of them. And the motorcycle was painstakingly restored by Steve Hunsinger about seven, seven and a half years ago. I have started and ridden this motorcycle a couple of times. And trust me, it is not 61 cubic inch. In the 60s, you could buy machines like this for three, four, five thousand um, dollars. By the late 80s, early 90s, 75, 80 to 90 thousand dollars if you could find one. Um, I've watched these machines climb to 150, 250. Uh, about 20 years ago, they seemed to kind of level off about 325, 350. Um, then they crossed a half million mark. Uh, the last three that have sold at auctions um, have gone anywhere from 775 to uh, 825,000. Um, this machine is currently available worldwide. The asking price is $1 million, uh, and that is a, a good solid investment for the last Crocker ever built and the nicest Crocker available. Hey, this is Steve Klein with Sierra Madre Motorcycle Company, and you're watching Shop Talk. track shapes what we build for the street and the dirt. You can see how bad these guys want it. A race to the line. For us, racing is not for the trophies or the glory. We compete because it makes everything we do faster, more durable, and tested to a higher standard. For SNS, racing is the ultimate in proven performance, and we've been proving it since 1958. Hey, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. I'm in the garage today working on the Dennis Kirk Garage Build FXR Evolution. 
What is that? It's a performance-based FXR that we're going to build throughout the year. At the end, you're going to have a chance to win it at Sturgis. Go to DennisKirkGarageBuild.com for more information and stay tuned to see how this thing comes together. This is Rick from RKB and you're watching Shop Talk. We're the Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. We understand the challenges riders face every day. As riders, we want to share the road and be seen by motorists. Remaining visible is critical to our safety and well-being. That's why we work tirelessly to promote motorcycle safety and awareness. We're proud to support our community that includes riders of all stripes. If you've been injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. All right, man. Again, um, welcome back to Shop Talk, Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. I'm your host, Chris Callen, and big, big thanks to uh, Steve Klein for taking the time with us today. Mark, here's the thing about it. That was one motorcycle. Heather, how many how many bikes did we get through today? Oh, six or seven, I think. Yeah. And just a- every one of them, like we did a whole feature on the Merkel. There was another Merkel. So obviously that was a, um, a recreation of the only existing Merkel board track racer. There was a, a, a fully restored like original Merkel, we saw two Indians, a single and a and a twin that were both original paint. Like, just amazing, man. We spent the whole day looking at these incredible bikes, and and we're gonna bring them all to you guys. Actually, doing a uh, in an upcoming issue or episode of Shop Talk, we're gonna be doing a What's in Your Garage with Steve, where we just go through all these bikes. So, and it was so great because he really knew the history on them all, and we got an education today. Yeah. And it just, it was such a nice treat because so many people have never and will never be able to see those motor or see similar motorcycles in person. So it was really quite an honor to be able to do that today. Yep. So if you have that kind of a collection, you have to have that kind of education on them, you know? Oh, and he does too, man. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that, you know, most of the joy in having the bikes for him, like you get some guys that the buying and selling is the, is the crux of it for them, you know? And Steve is one of those guys, like he likes to know every story. I mean, he was telling us, I forget which exact bike it was. It, it may have been the Crocker, like when he was talking about the, the restoration that the guy actually took each bolt and didn't put like, you know, primary bolts in a baggie. He put each primary bolt numbered which position it was in so that each bolt even went back to the exact spot that it came from. Like it wasn't actually the primary bolt. It was every, every bolt, on, every the bolt yeah. on the motorcycle went in its own bag and it mar- yep. was marked where it went. Yeah. So it's just, it's cool. It's cool to have, you know, that much respect for the history of these things. But hey, um, speaking of the respect for history... I don't know if you remember this or not, Mark, but uh, a few weeks, maybe months ago, um, some of the guys like Rob Nussbaum and, you know, the guys from the vintage community started talking about how it looked like competition distributing might be going out of business. Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Now, you know, the more we spend time around stuff like the chase and the cannonball and, you know, the Sons of Speed racing the more you start to understand, like, especially with things like Sons of Speed and Race of Gentlemen stuff, these are, these are very, very fragile environments, very fragile events, because it only takes one or two guys or one parts company that, that services stuff like this, and all of a sudden, these things become impossible. Yeah. You know, they exist on such a, an eggshell kind of existence to begin with that something like that happens, and, you know, it pulls the rug out from underneath everybody. So, we started hearing that it was it was a major drag and um actually one of our one of our hometown boys pittsburgh native tom banks jumped into action and uh he's he's here tonight with some news that competition distribution is not going anywhere and um we're going to go to the airways and bring him on the show and see what's up Tom, what's up? Hey guys, what's happening? Thanks for having me on. This is the Mark, the craziest, craziest knucklehead, flathead rider, the single rider, like <laughs> in the so name. Keep in in the, mind, it's a hometown boy too. <clears throat> that's right. In the name of sportsmanship, he will bl- he'll blow up a motor. He'll he blow up a motor. He inadvertently tried to kill me on the chase. Before he's second, he will blow some shit up. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> Keeping it real. So, 
I like to have fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And one of the, plus, you know, I'm not the mechanic. I have guys that fix the motors. They must love you, Tom. They're like, really? Again? Do you know how hard those parts are to find? Come on, Tom. I, I don't know. Sean and uh, George spent a lot of late nights on the cannonball. Most sure oh. they loved it. I was blowing things up out there, but I did have a good time, buddy. They did. So, um, you know, Tom. For everybody in the audience that might not recognize Tom, his Banks Brothers motorcycle lift received Cycle Source Shop Product of the Year two years ago. Um, incredible part there. Incredible enthusiast. Fantastic collection of motorcycles. Probably one of the most complete collections of of original paint panheads. Am I saying that right? Well, we got a pretty good. We're, we're getting there. You know, we. <laughs> We're not, we're not, we're not the best. And and working on a, pr- a pretty decent one of original paint knuckleheads too, as you go. <laughs> I, I really, you know, I love the pan heads and the knuckleheads, of course, and the flatheads, and you know, everything Harley, really. But, um, you know, longtime supporter of of the motorcycle cannonball of the chase. Tom is a very, very big force in both of those events and uh just recently Mark, soon to be sons of speed <laughs> just recently yeah. i managed to talk him into coming and hanging out in the pits at sons of speed and he looked at me at the end Something of the day in. and he goes you had no business bringing me here <laughs> <laughs> so i think we got him on board for sons of speed nice yeah, I, I, i'm hooked for sure you know so the sons of speed is a really really cool event and, and the other thing is hey man some of these guys they're riding, boy. I'm telling yeah. you, it, it, it was a super, super cool event. You know, it didn't take me long. It, we went the day before to the practice run, and I knew right then, I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm going to want to do this. This looks like so much fun, you know. So, yeah, that's a really cool event. I have to admit, Tom, I was quite surprised, knowing you and knowing how you like to ride, that you hadn't done it before. Right. Like, that, that was very surprising <laughs> to me. Well... You know, I still think it's a, more of a relatively new event. And, you know, f- for, for me, I used to do the, uh, a road trip every year, you know, maybe 8,000 8, 8, miles or 6,000 miles out west, you know. And then when I got into Cannonball, I just kind of started to do that. So, you know, my whole love has gone completely towards the antique world now. So, I, you know, I could see me doing all of it. So much fun. You know, I, I, I bought that out there so I don't have to spend so much money with lawning anymore. That way, I bought that company. You know, I could blow this shit up and bust it up and tear stuff up, and I just go right back to the counter and get it from my 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 stock. Well, let let's talk. Let's talk about that because that's you know everyone. I think we're safe saying is breathing a huge sigh of relief to find out that you know competition distribution is not going anywhere. And you obviously are, are the man I'm talking about that scored a deal with Lonnie and you're going to be moving that company to Western Pennsylvania and you have, you know, you're going to carry on the traditions and the quality and everything, but you actually have an, a new page that you're putting together for it too. That, that's correct. You know, and, and first and foremost, you know, I really want to thank Lonnie and Mary Ann for, you know, considering to even, you know, sell me the company. Um, you know, we just felt so strong and it really happened fast for me. I think I got a call from Rob Nussbaum, you know, who was saying, you know, brought it to my attention it was, that it was happening, you know. And it, it wasn't more than like a week later I was on a plane, you know. And I think once we kind of went through with Lonnie, you know, we went out to dinner and all, you know, with everything going on in the antique motorcycle road, it just seemed like an absolute natural thing for us to, to go ahead and go forward with. You know, it blends two things I really love. You know, I love antique motorcycles and, you know, I'm a business entrepreneur at heart, you know, so... It, it really is right up my alley. I'm really excited. But but let me say this. I wouldn't have bought the company if I didn't have my brother George and more important than that, Sean Jackson. Okay. Sean's gonna be the operation guy. You know, he's gonna run the company. You know, for you guys that don't know Sean, he's a young man. You know, he's an FXR guy. He's uh he completed the FXR challenge. Um he won the pair with paint show. Uh, he, he he's he's one of the ten guys that's going to do um, FXR build off next year. It was invited. Man's only 33 years old. He's an incredible young guy, but he's a, he, he loves the antique stuff too. So you know, it's a perfect match for everything what we're trying to achieve. Oh, you know that was that was something I was going to say to you, man. Like getting to know you over over the last couple of years here. Like I, I wonder. I'm like, you know, this cat already has a handful of businesses 
that he's responsible for and and you know day-to-day running all of this stuff that it's a pretty tall order because that that's not a that's not a, a business without details and logistics and you know to hear hear that you have some good people around you because obviously you know we spend some time at sons of speed with with sean and he is solid so it's it's good that you're going to have that kind of support for this well you, you know in, in any business endeavor you're only going to be as good as the people you surround yourself with you know i like to put people around me that are smarter than me you know it makes my job a lot easier um but you know i really do love business and, and um you know i really do love antique motorcycles so this seemed, you know, just seemed like such a uh, an easy decision for me to make, especially after sitting down with Lonnie and, um, you know, going over the, the business side of things. Hey, I have to I have to break in for just a second because while we're while we're sitting here talking, I'm watching the comments go by, and um, you know, a bunch of people. Rob Doer is on here. Jason Sims says glad the legacy will continue. Don Gilmore. Hey guys, Don Gilmore Chase number twenty two Pittsburgh PA is here. That's his. That's his standard uh, post every time he comes on. Dan Tos is in the house, which brings up you were talking about like the the excitement on the track. I don't. I don't think there was a better race than than Tos's guy and eBay Jake. I don't. I don't think that. that I don't think I've seen racing like that for man. such a long time. Man, they was battling. Okay. Um, that the, the kid that's the kid that was on the black bike yep. yeah it was racing Jay Joe Listen, they, went at it, they went at it like three times in a row right two yeah. heats or, yep. or my goodness gracious and eBay Jake just would seem like he just caught him at the end in a couple of the times you know both of them guys man that was fun to watch hey listen I couldn't, I'm not in that league right there I can promise you that well and it Those was it was it was neat too because you know I'll be. I, I've even said this straight to Billy. Like when we first when we first heard about Sons of Speed, and I was like, I was excited, but you know, in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about like early teens motorcycles and on this giant asphalt track, and I'm thinking, you know, they're going to be going around like once every five minutes. Like, how exciting is this going to be? And I promise you, if you have not seen this race nothing could be further from the truth especially like in the hot classes in the hot 61s and the hot 45s man it's nuts and these two especially they were actually working race strategy oh they were going at it you know like picking lines stealing each other's lines forcing each other down from the wall like it was it was such incredible racing totally badass i'm I'm hooked man the sun's of speed is just a really cool event you know it's just amazing i actually want to get on a single you know i, I want to hop up single and see how fast you know I want to see if i can hold a wfo all the way around the track just you just you want you want to go put your foot in tom Kiefer's ass i know what's up <laughs> I, 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 love tom, I love tom Kiefer. I'm, I, I'm, I think i'm too scared of them really fast ones you know i better just start out on a single and see what i can do there um, wait a minute we've we've ridden next to you yeah. That's bull. Like that's a load of bull. If I ever heard one, you come that, on. Right? <laughs> well, that chase bike was hopped up. You know, you the, know um, Silvio hopped that motor up a little bit. So that one, you know, you had to you had to air it out a little bit. It was a fun bike. <laughs> a little bit, please. You know the the cool part about all that is if, for the people that have never seen those races. That not only these guys race the antique bikes, but like the cannonball and you know the chase, all that stuff. And these are expensive motorcycles, and these guys are so enthusiastic, and they go out there serious. They mean business when they ride. So yeah. you got to go watch these guys. Yeah. To find some way to get get uh, able to visualize some of these races because it's definitely worth it. And not only that, but if you get to go, like in March, they're doing it under the lights on the first Saturday, I believe, which is great because it's yeah. not you're not going to melt. But you have to get a pit pass. Yeah. Because the yeah. vibe, there's nothing like the vibe in those pits. People are, and as a matter of fact, eBay Jake wouldn't have been able to win that race if somebody hadn't loaned him a part to fix yep. his motorcycle. And that's what they do. They go up and down the pits. Do you have this tool? Do you have this part? Like it was yeah, such. Not, not since Bonneville have I seen the kind of camaraderie and, and family that's, that's part of a, an event like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was incredible. The camaraderie and the sportsmanship. 
I think with all of this, it's so young and and uh, that it's you know it that's what's helping this grow is the camaraderie that's yeah. going on inside those pits. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I really like too is you had Dantos's nephew Joe, who looked like a relatively young man, riding out there, and then you had, you know, it it just spanned the ages, because you had some guys. I think the oldest rider out there was in his seventies this year. Yeah. Well, and and speaking of the riders that were there, we had a a few comments, but one specifically, David Morell says, uh, glad to hear he's continuing comp dist. Great folks that have supplied my SOS racing for years. Um, Rob Doe reminds us that Joe on the number nine was the guy that we were talking about. Um, Steve Burles is in the house with us. Dan Toast. Steve is wrenching on half the bikes there, too. Absolutely, and has been. And that was, you know, where where Sons of Speed started for me, Tom, was going down early. And, like, in those first couple Sons of Speeds that everybody was in billy's garage and literally for days around the clock they were building bikes and getting shit ready and like it was such a magical time and i was just like you know i didn't have the heart to say hey man can i can i video in here because i knew that it was it was one of those happenings but it's also a shame that it wasn't documented for the historical fact you know no no it, it is super cool i just I, I, I'll see it all growing. You know, I see the cannonball growing. I see the chase growing. I see the trog growing. And I see the sons of speed growing. And, you know, the, the thing about them races, it's different from, say, you know, the antique, just the plain antique bikes where we restore antique bikes. For the most part, we don't take those antique bikes out and beat them and race them around. Oh, we might take them to a swap meet and start them up and ride them. Or we even may ride them at a local event or what have you. But the, but the races, you know, man, we're really putting stress on those bikes. So those parts are really important, you know, and, and I just see those those events and there's events that are, that are growing too. We also have all the AMCA road runs. So, you know, we're really riding more antique bikes now than what we have in the past. At least that's how it seems to me. Well, let's let's talk about your role now as uh, as competition distribution and, uh, and, and what's going to be required there because this isn't, this isn't just as as simple as you know you have parts numbers from companies that you're ordering stuff from. I mean, this is this is real deal. Like, you know, taking care of this segment of the motorcycle community and and a level of standard that you have to keep up to. I listen with, without a question. You know, it's it's a major challenge. So, you know, the first thing for us is actually next week um, we're going out and we're we're moving it back back east um we're, we're going out tuesday and you know by saturday we hope to have the company back east and you know maybe set up within a week after that in terms of you know being up and running on the internet but what you have is you have pretty much 100 percent internet sales and you know you've got to put them out each and every morning and sometimes guys ship overnight you know i know i used to get them shipped overnight from Monty. um so you have a, you have that type of stuff so you really got to be on the ball with have to get our um, our UPS number up and our and our FedEx number, and you know just be prepared to go after. You know what we really want to do is we want to take a look at everything that Lonnie was doing, and you know first of all that's the first thing is we want to step back and look at everything Lonnie was doing, and then what we would like to do is we'd like to stay within that 1910 through 1936 field, but expand on it. You know we think that there's other things that we can do including early cylinders. You know, that's something that we really need are early cylinders. Um, no one's really repopping like the 10s, the 11s, and the 12s. Yeah, yeah. You know, we feel like we can do some of that stuff. Um, it might take some time to get up to speed to do it. But, you know, we, we want to expand on what Lonnie was doing. You know, we feel like having Sean with young blood is what it really needs, is it needs someone that wants to, you know, really have that, that energy to drive it forward. And, um, you know, that, that's where it's going to head. And I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to put it out there right now. At some point, Sean's going to be a part owner of the company, you know. Oh, so right there's on. a lot of incentive for Sean to help, you know, to really help take it forward. And if you guys that know my brother George, you know, George is one of them engineer-type minds. You know, he's always thinking outside the box. He's an MMA and MMI grad. You know, so I really feel like um, and with our connection to the antique motorcycle world, which, you know, we're all really tight with that world, you know, we want to hear from the antique. We want to know what we're doing wrong. We want to know what we're doing right. We want to know what we can improve. We want to know what the, what's missing. You know, the one thing about that that particular marketplace, certain people make certain things, and that's it. There's not 
It's not like the knuckleheads and the panheads where there's higher demand. You know, so there is certain things that certain people make. And obviously, we're going to look at any voids in that marketplace. And at some point in time, you know, um, we'll see how we'll see how it goes with the companies that are in our field. You know, maybe down the road, hey, anything's possible. You know, we, we, we want to become a full service company from 1910 to 1936. Oh, and that, uh, you know, anybody that knows you knows that you're, you're a man of action. And if you're, if something's worth doing, you're going to, you're, you're going to put the right well. effort into it. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to back up to a couple of little questions and comments here. Number one, cold Easter. He has, he may have a blanked off twin 27 JD for your single sons of speed bike. He'll get with you this week. And then um, Mike Draco was asking about the motor that you took off the floor at Wheels Through Time, and Sean is actually <laughs> watching. If if we had if I had had a little more foresight, I would have oh. had Sean join you tonight. Um, I apologize for that, but Sean chimed in with that you guys borrowed the jug off of it for his thirteen Cannonball bike. It was an original motor that Matt was kind <sighs> enough to let you guys take apart. Yeah, Are you yeah, serious? Yeah. We're dogs, aren't we? Wow. <laughs> hey, so this was like this was like one of the, the highlights of the cannonball for real. Here's why. The the day that we that we took the motor, it was in the middle of the museum, and the museum was pretty packed, okay? Dude, I heard <laughs> about this. You're nuts. <laughs> Listen, we just grabbed and, and, and of course we wanted none of you know, with without, without Matt giving us the okay ahead of time, you know. So but we did we acted like we were just folk artists, you know. We did. We just went back, we took it off the shelf. Um, Sean bear hugged it. I videoed it. We took it out. We bogarded the cylinder off it. We put it on our bike, and you know, hey man, down the road you go. But I actually had the cylinder in the truck now, and I, I got a motor off of Billy Lane down in um, in Tennessee. You know, a single motor um, after the after the Sons of Speed. So I need to go down there and get that motor. In the meantime, I need to drop that cylinder off for Matt. So yeah, we did hijack a we did hijack a motor right out of the. Wheels through time museum and that you know hey man that was pretty darn cool <laughs> mark i don't know how much how much you kept up with with tom's story through the through the cannonball this year but dude it was yeah. it was harrowing i mean it was honestly the greatest story though it, it, it was it was like, it yay. oh yay oh. <laughs> listen, listen it was so we're Except for the exception of my wife, who's not originally from Pittsburgh. We're all Pittsburgh guys, so I can say this. It's like watching Pittsburgh Steelers play football. You know what I mean? Like, you come in rooting your ass off. <laughs> you don't know where it's going to go. Halfway through the thing, you're disgusted. You're throwing shit at the TV. <laughs> crazy, crazy but, times. The greatest thing about it, Tom, watching your story was your determination and perseverance and your amazingly positive attitude. Like, I looked forward to that every day on the cannonball. Well, here's the thing, all kidding aside, you know, any of us that can take three weeks out of our life, and in my case, you know, I have a whole team, four, four bikes and four riders, you know, going across the country for three weeks having a total blast. We're absolutely blessed to be in that position to begin with, you know? Yeah. So, yep. I, I made the choice to ride a single, and I did vet the single enough. And, um, you know, I got my ass kicked up and down um, America. But at the end of the day, I did ride a lot of miles on it. Yeah, and I did ride across the finish line, and I never quit. And and my team never quit, and we just kept rumbling. And, you know, it's a heavyweight battle. Sometimes you get knocked down, but you got to get back up. And, and, and you know, as, as long as I have moves, I'm always going to keep, you know, I'm always going to give it my best. You know, at some point in time, you know, you might run out of moves. You might not have another cylinder. You know, your cases might be shattered where you can't put it back together, you know. But we still had moves, and we kept, um, you know, we kept battling. Myself, George, and Sean, and Jody, and the four of us, you know, we we, we, got, we, we rumbled pretty hard. Yeah, buddy. It was such a, such a great adventure. <laughs> so Jason Sims is already putting up... Uh, in a post here he said he has a long list of stuff so you can expect you can expect an email from jason or a phone call or a text or something because he's he's ready to he's ready to clue you <laughs> <laughs> well well you know um and that's the other thing too you know sean george myself you know obviously we're going to sit down and have a lot of conversation but i think we we want to really service those those events you know maybe we can sit down with um 
with Jason and Billy and those guys and set up different type of vending that we can do oh, for dude. the events. Oh. You know, a run truck. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, 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 I don't I don't know where we're at. You know how exactly we can do it, but I just think that that those events to us are really important. Um, I know myself, and, and I'm not, I wasn't joking before. I had to buy the company because of the amount of money I was spending. You know, <laughs> with, with, with the chase and the cannonball, it's actually cheaper for me just buy a company to hell with it. Wow. <laughs> Well, and you know, I had told you, all all joking aside, when we were in the in the pits at Sons of Speed, you know, and you said you had no business bringing me down or inviting me down here, and I said, you know, dude, like honestly, Sons of Speed, and whether it's Sons of Speed or Race of Gentlemen or the Cannibal or the Chase, they need guys like you. They need guys like you that like that's you know you're obsessed with getting to the event and making the event and challenging yourself and challenging other people. There needs to be people like Tom Banks in these things you know if the, those things are so important for motorcycles and motorcycling in general because even the young guys like you said sean is you know fxr guy he's the fxr challenge and now he's going into this whole other chapter of this stuff with you but even to keep those young guys that are in this excited about what's going on it's got to be it's got to be full of energy you know what i mean we can't we can't just you know oh we're out doing this and we're out here again you know it's got to have that excitement uh, it, it's a total blast for me, guys, because, you know, um, all, all those events and just being around the antique motorcycles, you know, it's my total passion. I totally love it. Um, every time I'm around, you know, you, you know, I, I always say there's no crying in baseball. And I, I mean that, you know, hey, you're blessed to have the opportunity to do this. You're blessed to ride these old bikes and go down the road. And they are going to break down from time to time, especially, oh, if, yeah. you, if, you know, <laughs> if you run them like I do in the chase, you know. I mean, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, you beat the hell out of them and it's, uh, you know, but you rebuild them and go down the road, do the best you can. It, it was easy. Everybody would be doing it. That's absolutely right. That's exactly how that that's exactly how it works. If it was easy. Everybody would do it. I say that when I get my ass knocked around in business and I do get my ass kicked in business from time to time. You know, it goes with the territory. But, you know, I say, hey, man, if it was easy, everybody would do it. You know, you just got to right. take your lumps and, uh, and and live to fight another day. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Well, where can uh, where where can people look? I mean, you guys, you said you're going out this, this week to start the caravan of parts and everything coming back for the business. And where can people keep up to you uh, minute by minute so they know what's going on? Well, well what we'll do is, you know, we're going to be – talking on social media as soon as we have a time frame for when we're up and running you know we're going to just be pounding that on social media because we know that um you know we don't want the company to be stagnant we want the company to get going right back up and going forward again um especially this time of the year you know a lot of the guys are rebuilding now this is the this is the winter months where you know those events don't start again till march so you know it's important to get it back up and running just as soon as we can and, you know, I don't see that as being more than a couple of weeks out. Right on. You know, all next week it's going to take us to get everything back east. And, you know, we have U-Hauls lined up and we're actually all going out in the, uh, in the chase truck with a trailer with pallets and pallet jacks. And we're going to bring shelving back. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a little battle. That's exciting, though. Yep. It is. It's fun. Yeah. So, yep. so I've always built companies. You know, um, Banks Gas I built, you know. My commercial real estate company, you know, I built that from scratch. You know, Banks Brothers, we built, you know, so this this is a different endeavor for me in that I bought an existing company. This company has been in business 52 years, you know. Um, so this is this is this is a different take for me. And, I'm, I'm you know, I'm really um, looking forward to seeing, you know, what I can do with it. Hopefully, you know, I can I can improve it. You know, Lonnie was doing a lot of wonderful things and. Um, you know, hopefully we can we can take it in another step forward. Uh, absolutely. So you guys, you you still have the uh, the existing competition distribution website. We're going to throw a link up for that. Um, you have the Facebook page from competition so, distributing. So so really, what we have from competition distributing is everything but the but the company but the company name, okay? We have the name Competition Distributing, but we didn't we didn't buy the corporation, okay? And that's simple. The corporation was an ink out of Texas. You know, we're going to be an LLC out of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I have attorneys and accountants that do everything, you know, with my companies helping set stuff up and go forward. So 
you know, obviously I had plenty of discussion with those folks before we make those kind of decisions. But but we will run under the competition distributing name. But we actually didn't buy Lonnie's Corporation, which oh, right is just a, it's just a corporation. It's not, you know, we, we put it right into an LLC. Awesome. Uh, Very it's cool. pr- pretty exciting. And like I told you guys, you know, if, if you're not familiar with the other thing that uh, – that that we came in on with Tom the the Banks Brothers motorcycle lift engine lift man coolest tool <laughs> it's ever still, it's still it, if it I does. could vote for this thing for shop tool every year I would <laughs> hey guys here I'm gonna t- yeah, I'm gonna say something sure about would. this too we we also saw this as being really really something that's gonna help us take the the engine puller forward part of the problem with the engine puller is really simple. When George and I had it manufactured in the first round, we had X amount of uh, engine builders manufactured. Our break point was too high. What we're selling our pullers for is too high of a number. We're going to bring our engine pullers into competition, and we're going to we're going to use our manufacturers that we already that we already have, oh, and we're right going to get on. a much better break point on our on Dude, our. Dude, so oh, many awesome. people will be excited about that. You know, so 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 trust me, that that's right there in the back of our mind. And we're gonna be pounding George to come up with hands for the singles, you know, and to do the, the motors that we're doing from nineteen ten through nineteen thirty six. Nice. Not just you know, that, that that thing's doing panheads and knuckleheads and, 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 and evos and so on. You know, we wanna be able to go backwards and make sure that we can pull um you know, the early twins too. So that's stuff that we'll be talking about with George. But we absolutely plan on bringing the engine puller into the competition distributing line, along with, um, you know, we're going to do a clothing line also, probably with Banks Brothers and competition. So, you know, we, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. You know, there's something I got to say about that, though, and I'm sure Mark will back me up on this. I think the the money that the, the Banks engine lift is, I think is, I liken that whole thing to, you know, before before I had a handy lift in my shop. And I was always like, oh, they're too expensive, you know, yeah. and you, you deal with any shit that you can to, to work off of the ground, wooden, wooden benches and shit that we built. And like, until you get your first handy lift <laughs> and now I have what I have three of them. Mark has two or three of them. And like, I would never, I would never have a shop again without it. And I mean, I think that's the, the same thing with your engine pooler. I wouldn't, I would never do that work again without that. So I think the original investment, well, like it I, might, I it might maybe- be high. For some people, go ahead, Mark. Do we lose Mark? Now that you're getting older, you can't bend over. You can't pick up as much. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you say this is also saving you to keep doing. Well, that oh, wasn't yeah. a joke. I mean, that's serious. No, I know. You know, I, know. I mean, when we're getting to this age now, I mean, to to work on the ground now for that engine lift. I mean, in all reality, how many hundreds of motors have we pulled out and put it in in our lives? It, oh. Now it, it's so much easier. It's, it makes it easier not only on us, but it keeps us working. And well, e- every trick from pool noodles on the pa- the freshly yeah, painted the fresh frame, paint. and yeah. you know stacking the yeah. motor on and with used copies of the magazine or leftover copies of the magazine, and doing the frame sideways and every shit that we could come up with. And like you don't have you're to right. do that anymore. Yeah, and God forbid you drop no, a motor because yeah. we've oh. done that. <laughs> <laughs> here's yes, the th- here's have. the thing for me, guys. You know, I have to really look at it from a pure business standpoint. And I just think that when we when we bring it into the competition line and we can, you know, get it manufactured at a cheaper number, you know, still an American manufacturer, I think that our break point's going to be better and we'll have a better opportunity to sell them. Oh, you know, yeah. at the end Amen. of the day, yeah. my, my job is to try to take us forward, you know, and, and sell as much of that product as we can without, you know, cutting on the quality of the product oh listen i agree with you i think there's a whole customer base waiting for you even if it's even if it's a couple hundred dollars difference i think there's a whole customer base that that opens up to absolutely and we agree we you know we get that you know we're not uh, we're not naive about it all right man well listen i'm gonna cut you loose thank you so much for coming on here tonight and i look forward to uh many many more times that we can have you come on for any anything that you need to talk about to get information out about competition and uh, and what's going on, getting ready for Sons of Speed because everybody, Toast and Stevenson, are all cheering you on that they they expect to see you in March. So somebody else offered you a frame on here. You may want to scroll back through hey, the comments. Hey, 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 I'm I'm believe me. I want it, I want in the Sons of Speed. I'm hoping I can get in. I'm hoping I can get in in March. You know, 
um, I, I want in. There's no doubt about it. it right. It's so much fun. You know, I want to take G-Man down there. Oh, oh yeah. Love it. yeah. G-Man will love it. Dude. You know, we can bust shit up and let George fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor George. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, you take care of yourself. Thanks for being here with us here tonight. And uh, good luck on the trip going to get all this stuff and, and with this new venture. Hey, guys, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it as always. You know, and, uh, have a great night and stay safe out there. All thanks, right, Tom. buddy. Later on. All right. Peace out. See you, Tom. I love this stuff we do. Oh, so I good. I love it. I can't, like, if we ever decide to go home again, which hopefully <laughs> it's long after the snow has gone. Uh, we have to get to his clubhouse and and film with him. Yeah, his collection. Talk about good God. Yeah, that's that's going to be one of the next. Like when we do get back, when we do get back to Pittsburgh, that's one of the next ones that we have to do. Like just like we talked about Steve Klein today, we will be shooting there. We'll probably be shooting at Tom's for two days to get through some. Oh of that. yeah. Well, yeah. His enthusiasm makes up for right everything. His yep. attitude, his enthusiasm. He's. He's just the kind of guy you want to be around. He's fun to be around. He really and, is. And Mark, listen, I'm telling you something else. Like when you're out on the road with him, him behind the bars, he's a fucking yeah. nutball. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is. He rides like us, dude. He rides. He rides hard. And the the harder he rides, the bigger his smile gets. <laughs> so in his Flickr folder, which the conversation was so good, we didn't quite get to tonight. I think there's like four or five pictures of him pulled over. Yeah. By the cops. Because he just, it doesn't matter what he's on. I ran into him in Daytona. They had him and three other riders, him, Jody, and Sean, yep. all pulled over in, in Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look, look at that face. He's ready to go. Oh, yeah. That was the well, bike he was racing. On his face. This bike here, this is the bike he was racing me on. I was on an Ultra Classic. A modern- With me on the back, <laughs> sitting backwards, yeah. holding a video camera. <laughs> And they're going like 90 miles an hour oh, through the Ozarks. I'm like, today okay, is the day a, I'm going to die. There's another police picture. There's the one from Daytona. I took this picture. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up and he was like, really? Really? Of course you're here. Of course. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, man. What do you got from social media? Oh, it absolutely is. Basically, everybody loves Tom. Yep. Like, seriously, that's the general consensus. Everybody loves Tom's banks. It's hard not to. It really is. Um, I think he's still lit- listening. Let me see. I think David Morrill said he's got a frame for the Billy. For the He's got a Keystone Harley roller that will take the motor you got from Billy, Tom, if you can still hear me. Oh, yeah. Kiefer is here. A little late to the party, Tom. But thanks for showing up. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go to events while I got you on track. Okay. What do you got for us? We're, we, did we ever find the stuff from Cycle Showcase? We're gonna have to. No, we're gonna have to Randy, manually. Yeah, because we don't have our Drobo. So next event that Dude, I am I love that show. fully aware of is Mama Tried the weekend of December fourth, um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Always a good time, great show. We will have some people there covering it. Um, what else we got? I'm gonna look. Oh, CF Wheels, Wheels Central Florida Wheels of Steel at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland, now Florida. Now brought to you through the courtesy of the High Seas Rally. Oh, I just want to put that out there. I love that. High Seas Rally, Wheels of Steel. There's some great builders that are going to be on hand. Um, and Warren Lane and Fast Freddy, Fast Freddy are going to have some of their um, Sons of Speed bikes on display as well. But Freddy, there's there's another one. What that oh, like good this, human. this year's top guest, like he was fantastic on the show. I think I have to agree with you. Yeah. I have to agree. But who are some of the builders? Yeah. Let's see. We've got Joker Cycles. Um, Freak Show Fab, Curtis you know Hoffman Designs. Right? <laughs> you made it. I know, but Sheepers. I can't read that. Bill Dodge from Bling Cycles, Eric from FNA, uh, It'll Bray. Ride Choppers, Rick Bray, Xavier Muriel, John Lefevre, Nick Pentabene, Dan yeah. Starkey, Jared Weems. Yeah, good, good stuff. So, sounds like a party. Walter Coro says next Sunday, Jam On Productions. Where at? Where? Where, Walter? Uh, Blue Collar Build-Off Finals at the Saddle Sword Ranch, April 28th through May 30th. Hey, listen, guys, if you want to have your event constantly gone through while we're at the end of our show, we're happy to post anybody's events here. Send me a flyer. And on the CycleSource website, the CycleSource news blog at CycleSource.com. Just send that stuff in and we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe this- we even have Mark read the, read the events once in a while. Ooh. <laughs> Mark can read. read. <laughs> yeah. 
Come on. So after that, we don't have a fire for it, basically, because we suck. Cycle Showcase in St. Louis. That's the weekend of February 12th. Always a phenomenal show. I love Big Randy. He does a great time. And I think even though it's in February, Cycle Source, Source Media, is going to be sponsoring an ice cream social. Because it's never too cold for ice cream. cream You can can eat ice cream inside. What's wrong? Yep. So we're going to have an ice cream social, some killer motorcycles. Jam on Productions is at the Harrisburg Farm Show Complex. Oh, Tom Kiefer will be there. There you go. Um, One big one. (laughs) You missed the Donnie Smith show. (laughs) No, I I thought we were going in chronological order. I didn't miss it. You did. Well, I can't see it. It's not on my screen. Order. Wow. Loser. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Smith Show, March 25th and 26th. How about 26th and 27th? Oh, 26th and 27th, St. Paul, time. Minnesota. Always a great it's time, all I think. It's and spits around. Yeah, it's sometime in March. No, I'm sorry, wow. Donnie Smith. March Neil, 26th and 27th. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Neil. Neil. It's out of hand. <laughs> um, I will say, though, it is one of the greatest indoor shows <laughs> And I think almost every indoor should, show should emulate this. It's tattoos, it's cars, it's cool bikes, and just a great time. So we'll be there. Torque will be there. Come visit. Now, now do we get to go to the big one? Dun, dun, dun. Smoke out. <laughs> <gasps> oh, smoke out. Um, sorry. Really? Uh, that no, was it? I got. I saw a butterfly. Um, <laughs> Smoke out 9th wow. and 10th and the Rowan County Fairgrounds. Taking it back to Salisbury. Um, let's see. I think the Black Smoke Centers are going to play. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> um, Black Smoke Centers were working on uh, trying to get trying to get um, Stone Senate. Yeah, it's going to be a good lineup. We've got the Tankful, the Legacy Invitational, World's Strongest Biker. I mean, all sorts of good stuff's going to be going on. If you want more information on that, please go visit smokeoutrally.com. And, and that's uh, it. That's it. That's it. We're cruising into... Uh, oh, no, cru- Walter's in the hospital. Walter, oh. we hope you're okay. I'm so sorry to hear that. Bad Walter. days never fast Freddy Bullard forever. Get you some of that. Kenny Hot Rod, right on, man. What about Daytona Bike Week 2022? I don't yes. know the dates off my head. I just but know yes. it's going to happen and we'll be there. So Absolutely. It's going to be awesome. Mark, what's your next event? Uh, A nap. Work tomorrow. It's going to be my next event. I don't know, but I'm telling you, it's coming. It's you're coming bring, listen, I'll, you're I'll, bringing I'll, your I'll, ass to Daytona so you can come to these races with us. I don't care what I'll, else I happens. Want to, I, I want to come. I missed Sons of Speed this year. Um, I'll tell you what, show, uh, Cycle Showcase, yeah. Andy shows one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite people. Road trip. Um, just Yeah, definitely. Just to go see. You know what I like most about that is it's a, a unique setting. Um, just everybody's so – it's so laid back. And ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Yeah. Nice ice cream. I like ice cream. Dude, um, in, Stur- I, in Sturgis this year, he literally found like an ice cream boutique that he held a little party in. It was, it was, it was awesome. badass. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely Randy's a people person, that's for sure. So, so Walter Caro had a pacemaker. Walter, we're sending you some super healing vibes, and we yeah, hope buddy. you get better fast and uh, can make it to Harrisburg next week. Hey, so listen, I want to remind all you guys: um, Shop Talk goes live every Sunday at nine p.m. Eastern. Um, you can be involved. You can get involved. You can send your events in. You can make comments throughout the show. This is a community kind of deal, man. So don't just sit there and be an observer. Make sure your friends and neighbors know when we go live. Hit the like and share button. Help us pass this along. Want to send a big shout out to Dennis Kirk, obviously our studio sponsor. But they also carry the feed. Anyone that's interested in helping us cobble together this network that we have we're we're going out to about 15 or so share um, share share different social media sites like the the broken spoke and the iron horse and dennis kirk anyone that's interested in that get a hold of us in the office we can uh, get you hooked up so that every sunday as we bring out the news and the rest of the stuff we got the 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit you can get hooked up too Dan Starkey, Indiana, what's Ooh, up dan's buddy? gonna be at wheels of steel that's right you're gonna bring bring black diamond dan Black Diamond Dan. Body. Diamond Dan. All right. 
Blue Collar Build-Off said, you guys should team up with Mark no. and compete in the Blue Collar Build-Off. I like that. No. I like building motorcycles. Well, if you do that, you can't build yeah. your anniversary bike. Yeah, you can. Mm. Hey, you we've know, done more than two in a year. Right? Mm. <laughs> Budget. Mm. That's my boy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, thank you guys so much for sharing your Sunday evening with us. You're uh, your headspace and some of the available time at the end of the week hope you guys all have a killer week this week and we'll see you next sunday same chopper time same chopper channel bye felicia you know you were half you know you were half out of the frame heather i'm just saying loser loser